0: drink. What's the matter, too much blood in your alcohol system?
1: Welcome to the show, Moonlighting fans. Whether you're a Moonlighting fan from way back when, or whether you are new to Moonlighting and you want to know what all the hype is about, you have come to the right place. Hi,
0: I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. And we're your hosts for the podcast that is all about Moonlighting. When we talk about Moonlighting, we're talking about the Emmy Award-winning 80s TV series starring Bruce Willis and Simple Shepherd. So if you're a fan of theirs, you're going to want to stay tuned as we review all 66 episodes.
1: We hope you enjoy
0: this journey with us because we are
1: going to be watching the series episodes one by one and discussing them every week. Now this is going to take several years as you can imagine, so please join us because we are going to have so much fun along the way. We will also be releasing bonus episodes of interviews with creators,
0: cast and crew to extend your listening experience. That's right. And we really want to include our Moonlighting fans in this project as much as possible. So write to us and let us know what your thoughts are. And even if you have some trivia to disclose, our email address is fans at moonlightingthepodcast.com and we will include you in our future episodes. So
1: stay with us. Shauna and I are beyond excited to finally bring Moonlighting into the 21st century for some serious discussions. You up for it, Shauna?
0: I sure am. Well, Well, let's get get started. started. I I never really noticed that, but you say that you can always tell when she's not wearing her heels.
1: Plus, she's She's much shorter than him in this scene as they're walking in.
0: Yes, yes. I, I mean, I can't blame her for not wanting to have those confining heels on all the time. David becomes very confident, very smug here, and it's very sexy. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like taking candy from a baby. <laughs> What's he say? He goes, I'm gonna take some more candy from another baby. It's like, woo, like wow. <laughs> Amazing. Like he's So, yeah, he really, he turns into very confident david addison here
1: he sure does it's like he's in his element being in the casino the music begins for um murphy's law by Al algero
0: another algero song which is great yes from, from moonlighting
1: Martin, from his 1984 album high crime
0: oh okay david's just uh, he's like i'm not gonna lose maddie you know he's just 100 uh, i'm gonna win just give me the money i've got a sister um, does felt feel do dice die <laughs> <laughs> yes some
1: good Allison lines there yeah something, he, something you're born with it's like zen it, it's kind of mystical kind of like ESP uh, I right wrote here he's really talking
0: shit here so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well he's trying to give her confidence in him and then he yeah. rolls the dice and bing! <laughs> <laughs> and it's a fun <laughs> montage
1: of them playing I'm a lucky streak waiting to happen. You've got to talk to your (laughs) dice. They start winning in Maddie's face. I love it when she's happy. I love it when she's happy. Oh, I know. Yeah. I wrote here, is Sawyer letting them win?
0: Mm, No, I don't think so. I never got that impression. Yeah, No. Because it's the luck of the dice, right? I mean, you have to roll the right dice and and things like that. I mean, it's, it's not just like you can fix that. I would say I don't, that's never crossed my mind. It's a good, it's a good question, but that's never cross, crossed my mind. So don't know. So then David starts
1: losing and then it's Maddie's turn and she's got her system. He's like, what system, what bet makes the most money? And he says, double sixes box cars pays 31, but it's a terrible bet. Honestly, that's Greek to me. I have no idea. Mm. And during this scene when, you know, the music's on and David won't kiss the dice, but she does and she wins and all that, there's a scene yeah. of Maddie sitting down and putting her arm yeah. across the the table to, to drag the chips towards her. Yeah. And if you look at it closely, it only shows her hands, her arms, and a bit of the cleavage. It's not her The person wearing the dress, it's all crumpled up. It doesn't even fit them. Her fingernails are different.
0: (laughs) Really? Really? Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. I never noticed that.
1: Yeah, it's just another goof that I noticed. It was funny.
0: Anyway. One other thing, you know, when Maddie, I think when she rolls her boxcars, he says, holy craps. (laughs) Yes, I wrote that here too. (laughs) I love the montage of them playing. They're having fun together. It's a great montage of them winning the money. You know, the music fits perfectly. It shows that they win some, they lose some, but in the the end, they're up and they end up very happy at the cash window, cashing in all of their chips. I find this
1: scene funny because they've won all this money and he's handing it out to people as they're walking away from that window. I,
0: I know. Addison. And Maddie lets all of it slide except for the one that he puts in the woman's dress. She pulls that back out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, That's a great scene. Yeah, She puts it in and she's like, what? What? This girl's like, what the hell just happened?
0: Yeah. You actually
1: see this extra earlier on when Maddie yeah. first arrives, but her back is to the camera.
0: Okay. Now you know what? Happy Maddie and David. How often do we get happy Maddie and David together like this? Smiling, having fun, you know, laughing at each other, enjoying each other's company.
1: Yeah. And it's a scene they use in the straight poop as well to show all the good times they've had, the loving times, you know, when Rona Barrett asks David, why are you still together? You know? Yeah. And these are the reasons because it's a wonderful scene. They're so sweet and nice to each other. They're both so happy. He's got sweat mm-hmm. under his armpits. I don't know if you noticed that on his shirt. <laughs> his see-through shirt. His see-through shirt. What is it with moonlighting and see-through shirts?
0: Yeah, was this the uh, fad in the 80s for men to wear these see-through dress shirts? I mean, I don't remember it, but that's really funny. I'll tell you I'm what, he like- looks damn sexy in it. Yes, and that how it's unbuttoned a bit in the front and all of that. You know, He looks great. Yeah, no complaints at all, but just a funny <laughs> fad.
1: Yeah, and as they're walking down, they're both so happy. They've won the 20000 She's holding it in her hand, and Bruce is doing his little dance. And...
0: <laughs> <seen> yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, and carrying the money in his mouth. And, yeah, yeah they're just on yeah. cloud nine. Really, they're on cloud nine. They're just so happy.
1: Baccarat, craps, roulette. Games of chance, my friends Games friend. of chance. Yes. <laughs> so he makes the mistake yeah. now of talking about how he's great at stud poker. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he goes, tells his story. That's my game. Game of skill. You know what they used to call me? You know
0: what they used to call me when I was a kid? Lord, help us. in a hole, Addison.
1: And he flicks his britches as he does it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, a man's game. Yeah, a game for men who shave with knives, beer can crushers, cold
0: cut eaters. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh David. Yeah, like you say, he's making the mistake of uh, letting her know that that's his game. So then they um they find a place to sit down together and kind of counting their money and just reveling in um all of their winnings for the moment and. David almost goes in for a kiss yeah he's touching her face and
1: it's a really sweet scene you know and he's saying well how about we stick around for a couple of days I don't know she says oh after all the things I did and all the things I said she said it again
0: She said it again yes she said it in lady in the iron mask all the things I did and all the things I said yeah her that's her way of apologizing but, yeah, she doesn't say no right away. She is having a good time with them, you know. She's But then she says, I think it's best if, you know. Like, he kind of leans in like he may- maybe would go in for a kiss and she, you know, is very very sweetly places her hand on his cheek and kind of redirects his lips and he kisses her hand instead.
1: Great way to do it. It's a great way for the writers to stop it happening.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. But the actors, look, the two of them, look like they're having a lot of fun in the scene. Like you can only see really the back of Bruce's head, but you can see the side of his face and he's got a big smile on his face, Yeah, you know, even yeah. from his side when you're not really seeing him directly. They both just look like they're truly having fun in this scene and laughing and smiling and lots of good feelings for the moment anyway. One thing I noticed is that she says, I can't believe you came all the way
1: down here. So she's amazed at that. And he says. What oh, that's me it's my way that's my nature oh yeah that's my way old unbelievable addison now the way he says it it's just like may mm-hmm. west talks you know how i mentioned may west in last week's episode actress mm-hmm. from the 1940s yeah. that's the way she sort of talked you know like that come up and see me sometime you ain't kidding me any you know i met your Kane before I just have huh? It just reminded me of her, but I don't right, know yeah. if he was imitating somebody else yeah. in particular, but that's who he reminded me of when he spoke like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. To me, it's just kind of being like, well, you know, that's my way. It's like a little bit more like um, sultry and a little bit more, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. seductive, kind of like using a more seductive voice with her, you know? Yeah.
1: And she's like, no, I think we better take the red eye back home
0: yeah she's kind of like oh yeah this is maybe not a great idea even though we're having fun yeah and then dumb old sawyer comes oh go away
1: a very condescending sawyer shows up yeah oh the floor man told me you won twenty thousand dollars that's so cute really i just wanted to slap him one shauna
0: he deserved another slap from maddie for sure
1: and he talks to them like they're children he goes oh that's so cute wasn't it fun Oh my god. Yeah.
0: Yes. Very condescending, like you said. So he's yeah. just so
1: blatant. Like he's got more yeah. front than Myers. Now you probably don't know what that means, but what we say in Australia that when somebody's blatant and has no shame is shameless, yeah. as Glenn would say, we say they got yeah. more front than Myers, which means Myers is a huge department store here in Australia. And the storefront is quite large. So we say. They've got more front than Myers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay.
1: That's what I've written here about him. Yeah, he's just, he has not a care in the world. He has no remorse. He's basically flaunting it in her face.
0: Oh, you won 20,000. That's so cute. 20,000. That's terrific. Really? You won 20,000. That's so cute. Wasn't it fun? In other words, 20,000 is nothing to me. A drop in the bucket, even though. They feel so good about it. And now he's really stomped on that. He's just rubbing like dirt in her face, basically saying like, oh, it's nothing to me. Glad you had fun.
1: Yeah. And I don't know how, but from one scene to the other, all of a sudden David's got the money in his mouth and then she takes it out of his mouth and he puts his hand to his chin to to close his mouth. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) David, he does that in other scenes and other episodes. Yeah. It's funny.
1: Then they have this interaction about, you must be Mr. Hayes. And he's like, oh, yeah, Maddie's mum and I are having a terrific time. But, of course, Sawyer's face is like, yeah, you're full of shit, mate. (laughs) I I know you're not her husband. Uh I'm his kid brother. Yeah. But Maddie interrupts and says, this is my business. Yeah, David Addison, this is Ron Sawyer. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw your brother Tom's movie. I love the fencing scene.
0: (laughs) Very silly. Very funny. (laughs) The Oh God. So good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And we get, uh, I love that. Um, and you must be Mr. Hayes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Silliness. So, but you know, always fun to, uh, for us to picture them as a married couple. Of and course. Maddie's mom here, things like that. Yeah. As uh, so we get a little more of that, which we always love. But yeah, he just really stomps on their good feelings. And when he, disappears and maddie is upset again yeah sawyer
1: excuses himself and says he has a card game waiting maddie don't be such a stranger huh what a smart ass honestly i was yeah
0: he is a worm
1: he's a worm all right he's lower than a worm but david yep. says dog gone before you met me you were in business with some pretty dubious characters <laughs> yes true. true now she's angry it's all changed He thinks it's cute. He thinks it's cute that I've won $20,000. And he's like, who cares what he thinks? I care. I care what he thinks.
0: So it's all turned around Mm -hmm. now. And David is, again, trying to talk her out of it. No, Maddie, no. $20,000 is nothing to sneeze at, but it's not enough for her. (laughs) Sawyer knows what he's doing. He's putting the idea in her head, you know, that the $20,000 was nothing. And mentions the card game. And yeah, yeah, he's manipulative. He's walking her down the garden path. You know, um, maybe 20,000 did mean something to him and he's finding a way to get it back. He's riling her up now, mentioning the card game. And maybe he's, you know, luring them to losing that money, you know, for him yeah. to win that money back or something.
1: Yeah. And David's saying to her, well, you know what? Casinos are not in the business to lose money she's like i just want 20 grand though and he's like yeah but that's because somebody else just lost 25 which is true yeah. that's how it works he goes lady luck works for the house let's just take yes. the twenty thousand dollars and get on a plane back to la you're not getting your money yeah. back
0: david's always trying to talk sense and she just doesn't listen no. <laughs> it's like maddie just take the twenty thousand dollars get on the plane and and what And get down and get funky get down get funky <laughs> See even from that blooper you could see that they're having fun filming the scene you know because yes. um
1: yeah I always watch this scene and see if they go out of character or start to laugh but they don't Yeah they don't you know because obviously they did a few bloopers and did a few funny ones <laughs> Yeah <laughs> That's all yes. I see now it's so funny
0: I know. I know you just wanted um, to say it yeah, that's right even you just want them to say
1: it yeah
0: you know, <laughs> even in that blooper you can just tell that they're like that it's something that they planned together and they're like laughing and having fun and yeah you know we're playing a joke on the director and glenn and the Purdue you know everybody on set
1: david's trying to talk her out of it saying forget it you're not getting your money back just forget the casino and of course she goes yeah okay let's forget the casino and he goes now you're talking because he thinks oh beautiful we're going back to la and she goes, No, you and Sawyer, poker game. No casino, no house, no luck. And he goes, No understand. <laughs>
0: no understand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's opened up his big fat trap about knowing how to play stud poker. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah. So he goes, What are you gonna do? Bust in on them? And she goes, sure. He goes, now Lucy, he does a great <laughs> Yeah, he does a great impersonation of Desi Arnaz. What are we gonna do? Just bust in on? Sure. Now, Lucy.
0: Yeah, I love that because I love, I love, I love Lucy, and I love oh, Lucille Ball. Great yeah. show. So. I want to know when you got that money. Did you earn it? Did you borrow it? Did
1: you steal it? Yeah, that's
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Well, it doesn't matter. Any one of them. <laughs>
1: now, Lucy. And he and she's like, well, what happened to in the whole Addison? Don't you want to shave with a knife? so you're scared he goes i'm not scared of him but what if i lose you know and she's saying i can't lose all i can do is stay lost then he says well what if i win now this is the part where all the truth is coming out and he's not happy to hear it where she says well if i win everything's wonderful everything goes back to the way it was me out of your hair and he has a very disappointed look on his face and he's like well is that's what you really want isn't
0: it yeah yeah me out of your hair. What can be better? When I think of that scene, it's David's worst fear. It's what he feared from the beginning, from that first car scene, that if she wins her money back, she may sell Blue Moon. They may not work together anymore. Her situation will be different. She won't need him. He won't have a job. Yeah, it's his worst fears. But she's saying, isn't it what you want me out of your hair? Because that's, you know, I guess the way that he acts a lot of the time. So they're both kind of putting their fears and fantasies on the table. Ultimately, he chooses to help her try to win the money, though. So at the end of the day, whatever his thoughts and feelings are, is his main focus to help her? I don't know. Depending on how we look at what happened in the card game, I don't know if he's helping her or not.
1: Yeah, he's ultimately, ultimately out for himself. Ultimately, he, like, he really wants to please her and help her, but... He really doesn't want to go in there because if they lose, he's out of favour with Maddie. If they win, he loses Maddie. Yeah. It's quite the conundrum.
0: It's not exactly a no-win situation.
1: David is trying to make so many excuses up to not go in there, and he said, well, what makes you think he's going to let us in? Oh, don't worry, he'll let us in. There's still something he wants from me. And I wonder what that could be. So what is it that Sawyer wants from her? Sex. That's the only thing I can think of.
0: (laughs) That's what David's alluding to for sure. And I wonder what that could be Mm. because, as we said before, Maddie is Sawyer's fantasy for sure. He's got a fantasy about her. So
1: Yeah, and you could see that from the scene where she first sees Sawyer in his office. We hope you're enjoying listening to Moonlighting the Podcast. And for all you devoted Moonlighting fans out there, we now have Moonlighting merchandise. Check it out at redbubble.com people moonpod2016. Okay, so now they get a message to Sawyer. And <laughs> I just can't get over how Sawyer acts so important. Like the henchman comes over and yeah. whispers in his ear. And something requires my immediate attention. And the way he acts like, oh, he's very important. And can you please come back at 2.30?
0: Uh, gentlemen, a situation just arose that requires my immediate attention. Can we take a break for an hour or so and meet back here at, say, uh, 2.30? Thank you.
1: Like, you're a big nobody, mate. I anyway. know. He's annoying. Yeah, so they get the message to the guy to tell Soy that they want in on the game. And then they walk in and I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. I'm just stating my opinion. But it's cringeworthy how David spells his surname.
0: I don't like that either. It's very cringe. Yeah, Yeah. why does he do that? It's
1: weird because then he's got to go from spelling singing to starting to talk with Sawyer and it's a funny transition. You know, it's like why did you have to sing your surname? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Mr. Uh, Addison, A-D-D-I-S-O and spells david addison oh no yeah i agree it didn't come off as cool it didn't come off as funny it came off more cringy and like oh gosh don't do that <laughs> don't do that yeah. so yeah i didn't care for that either yeah i never liked that that always is a little bit awkward as he does it he takes a bit of lint off one of the guy's jackets <laughs> it's like, yeah I didn't like that either, Grace. No. I just want to talk
1: a little bit about Mark Lono. He's Ron Sawyer. He was born in Brooklyn, New York, and he's an actor and producer known for The Wedding Singer in 1998, National Security in 2003, Thank God It's Friday in 1978. He has 55 actor credits. He goes back to 1976, did an episode of Charlie's Angels episode of Moonlighting, an episode of Hill Street Blues, Murphy Brown, and many, many more, Chicago Hope, Sisters, TV series called Sisters in 1995. Yes, I like that show. Okay. He did a TV series in 1998 to 2000 called Rude Awakening. 2001, he did an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and the last thing he did was 2016. So... Hmm. Yeah, doesn't look like he's working anymore. It looks like he was mainly a TV show actor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Mark Lono. All right, so
0: David says, I'm the brain, she's the muscle. I like this interaction. Maddie and David are very together here, very much um, a solid pair. Solid pair, a team, yep.
1: Of course, he's got to flaunt his wealth again, saying, well, you know, you need $100,000 just to buy a chair. So as your former accountant... I don't think that's a prudent investment. However, a loan can be arranged. A loan? Are you serious? Why don't you just give it to a you, you, you brigger?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Maddie gives him a look like, "Are you serious?
1: Yeah." You know, a loan. Honestly, a hundred thousand is nothing to him. Why didn't he just? You know, he should have just said, "All right, you can just come in and just play." Right? Even if they could have just started with their twenty, but no. Oh yeah
0: oh yes uh, he's very he has some nerve for sure. When does David say something about his philosophy of life live fast die young leave clean underwear Yeah because Sawyer asks him what's your game What's your game Mr. Addison live fast die young leave clean underwear and that was his oh own- right right
1: but you know yeah. I just don't like how Sawyer's really putting it in her face about what do you really want Maddie a chance to win back the past? Wow. Why is he so mean to her? Daggers. Boy, did he get daggers from her for about that one. I would have slapped him one if it was me. I know. He's so mean to her. Now, Tony, 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 Tony. I'm so excited to get to this part of the episode. Now, I don't know if you recognize Tony, but first of all, there's two things. Tony deals. Clearly, they are not his hands. Right. Tony's hands are big. He's got big fingers. This guy that's dealing has got lovely hands <laughs> <laughs> and does a really good job dealing the cards. Yeah. Now Tony is Tony Giorgio. It's actually his real name. Okay. He was born in 1923 and in, in Herkimer, Herkimer, New York, and unfortunately mm-hmm. he passed away in 2012 in California. Mm-hmm. His most iconic film appearance was as Bruno Tartaglia in The
0: Godfather. I was going to say The Godfather, yeah.
1: He's the one that killed Luca Brazzi. He stabbed him in the hand in the bar and then they put him in the river somewhere. He also played Frank Palancio in Magnum Force and Don Scanielli in American Me. Hmm. Looks like his career goes back to 1966. He was in an episode of The Monkeys in 1968. Hmm. I Dream of Jeannie, The Doris Day Show. He was in the series Mission Impossible in 1969 to 71. The Godfather in 72. Adam 12. I oh, I still love Adam 12. That was a good show. Six Million Dollar Man. He did an episode of that. He did an episode of Kojak. He did an episode of uh, The Bionic Woman. Charlie's Angels. And he did one episode of Columbo. Fantasy Island, Heart to Heart, Simon and Simon. And the last thing he did was 2004. He was in the practice in which he
0: played a client. So that's Tony Giorgio. Great. When we're watching him do this elaborate shuffle of the cards,
1: mm-hmm.
0: somehow there's no sound. Did you notice that? Yes, I do notice that. Now
1: that you mentioned it.
0: Yeah. So something must have happened because there's no shuffling of the cards. There's no. Yeah, it's just a dead. It's just dead air. It's very kind of odd, like you said. It's an obvious cut to close up of probably someone's hands who's better at you know doing this kind of shuffling. Mm-hmm. But the sound was completely lost somehow. There must have been some kind of the sound must have gotten lost or damaged. That's interesting.
1: Well, maybe they did it on purpose because you've got to be focused on the shuffling of the cards. I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. But it just seems. I mean, when do you get no sound? Yes. You know. I mean, it just doesn't seem. It seems like something happened. To me, it just seems a bit odd that, like, suddenly it just goes totally quiet while he's shuffling his cards, you know. Interesting. Very good observation, Shauna. Thank you. Thank you. That's why we're here.
1: Maddie's asking all these questions about the hands, and she's asking what's going on, and he's whispering, and he doesn't think I understand bluffing. Oh, my God, Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, David puts his head on his hands. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, the whole way along, he, you know, is very, um, (laughs) she's asking questions, you know, she's like, is that good? Yeah, it's got a picture on it. It's got a picture on it. Yeah, so he is very, you know, just telling her like everything obvious all along the way. Maddie doesn't know how to play. David's reluctant. Maddie's unsure. The whole thing about bluffing. Oh, here's my question though, Grace. Mm -hmm. Okay, remember uh, last episode we talked about how the clients are just arbitrarily throwing out sums of money you know I'll pay you five thousand dollars I'll pay you gosh <laughs> I mean and my fair David um, the client offers fifty thousand dollars that's okay right. so is two hundred thousand dollars they're talking about two hundred thousand dollars here is this really life-changing for Maddie we're well, not talking about millions no
1: well I mean he took millions but okay so for what Her financial situation is at the moment. I would say two hundred thousand would be quite
0: substantial, especially nineteen eighty five. Okay, substantial, but enough to walk away from the agency, live the life that she was living before. No, you know, no, not when clients are like, "I'll pay you fifty thousand dollars. I'll pay you ten thousand dollars, five thousand dollars." You know, I mean, they make a quarter of this on a case sometimes later. So yeah, it's just funny that the amount doesn't seem big enough. Yeah, for. for, Yeah. Uh, it's just like, really? 200,000? I mean, what are you gonna do with that? Really? I mean, yes, of course, it, it would help. Of course, it would help. But life changing where she gives up the agency walks away.
1: No, no, not so much. No.
0: Now
1: they need a hundred thousand to get in on this game, right? So she doesn't yeah. have a hundred. so she puts up the $20,000 cash she's got, the house in LA and the BMW. right. So I suppose she would have to put up the house because the BMW is worth 50 at the time, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So now, okay, my question to you is, how much would her house have been worth in LA at that time? Do you know
0: yeah I mean I'd say yeah a couple million maybe a million too I mean up in the Hollywood Hills mm. uh, which is where I think she lives a couple million let's say okay
1: so at the end David says to her if you lose you'll lose your house your car and the detective agency which that's not true yeah she yeah. might have to sell the house to give him the money yeah I think he was, I couldn't get my head around the sums when he was saying you're going to lose this, this, and this.
0: Yeah, why? When we're only talking about a couple hundred thousand dollars anyway. So why would you have to sell the car, the agency, and your house to repay Sawyer, you know? Yeah. It wasn't all adding up. And I'm not even good with numbers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I, I don't understand poker, so I'm not, you know, I looked at those hands and i it's all Greek. I just... yeah don't understand. But anyway, I'm sure some Moonlighting fans out there will explain it to us. But he's right. You know, you're taking this huge chance. You know, not only are you losing your money and you're losing your dignity. Sawyer's interrupting all the time. And I love it when he finally says, shut up, reptile.
0: I'm here to tell you now. It could go either way. Come on, the bet's 100000 Maddie. Shut up, reptile. Because that's what
1: you are. You're a snake in the grass.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So David's really telling her what matters, what's more important. You know, what's important is the people who care about you. Your life isn't here. Your life's back there. And he tells her to fold because the hand could go either way. So I just ask you, when she says she decides to fold and she goes, oh, that feels so good. You can't know. It was worth the plane flight. And she looks at David and says, and the fight.
0: Mm -hmm. And the fight.
1: Is she talking about the fight between her and David?
0: Yeah. She's like, and the fight, you know, like kind of a soft voice, like it's a bit apologetic. They fought with each other before she left. Remember? Yeah. Okay. Now this is a very important scene to take note of because Maddie here and with David's help walking her through it, making it clear what her choices are. She chooses her own destiny. She doesn't leave it up to the card game. She doesn't put it in Sawyer's hands. She doesn't put it in David's hands. She makes her own choice. And she says that she feels good about that. Yeah. Like you can't know how good it feels. So, okay. So why <laughs> just everything that comes after this doesn't make a lot of sense to me when in this moment she's saying either way, no matter what happened, I've made my own choice basically. And that's what's making her feel good in this moment. Anyway, we'll continue on and then I'll just, you know, continue my thought on that after we reveal what happens next.
1: So she's basically said, oh, I'm going to fold on everything. It's closure. It's like a great weight has been lifted off her shoulders. And I really like how she says goodnight to him. Goodnight, Mr. Sawyer, and goodbye. Good night, Mr. Sawyer, and goodbye. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. And David says, goodnight, girls. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know. So good. And uh, we skipped over the sweet little kiss that they oh, had yes. when Dave is explaining everything. I was actually trying to find, there was a quote by Mark Leno in one of the, an interview that he did about working with Sybil and Bruce. I wish I could find it. I can't, uh, I was searching for it. i just read it a long time ago, but he was talking about how they worked together. I'll do this. I'll cross here. You stand there. I'll say this, you say that. And he said, it was just kind of fun to watch them work out their you know, blocking the scene together and, you know, working so well together um, and, and working out the scene. So. I wish I had like more of a direct quote from him, but yeah, there was, he had um, commented before about how well they worked together when he did this episode. So that's always kind of fun to hear. Oh, that's um, terrific. But, Cause
1: we don't get a lot of information regarding the nitty gritties behind the scene as to how they organized and scheduled their scene together.
0: I know, I know. Yes. I love that quote by him. And I was, Searching around for it. Uh, Maybe I can find it later and we can read it more directly. But I do remember him saying that, you know, watching them work together was really fun and interesting for him.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. I know, isn't that great? Yeah, I'd love to read that.
0: I'm sure we'll find it. Either I'll find it or one of our listeners will find it. Maybe in those fanzines or it's uh, on the David and Maddie site or something. I'm not sure. I'll keep looking. That's a fun little bit of insight. Anyway, I just love their interaction together. Like we said, they're a real team here. They're really supporting each other. I like, you know, when he takes her by the elbows and when she gives him that sweet little kiss on the cheek, and just you know, seemingly very appreciative of the support that she's getting from him. Uh so then they leave, like you said, good night, girls. And then Sawyer and the dealer, they're kind of shrugging at each other, like, all right, well, I guess that's over. Yep. And then Maddie. <laughs> Of course, they can't leave it nice in Moonlighting, can they? They can't just make it nice.
1: No, not going to happen. So she goes around the back door. She's dying to know what the hand was. And she lifts up her card and she says, what did you have? And what gets me is at the start, she had no idea how to play poker. By the end of it, she obviously understands the hand and who won and who didn't.
0: Yeah. So two queens beats his two tens and... She's livid. What did you have? A pair of tens. <sighs> <Allison! laughs> Whoops! Oops. Whoops! Yeah, so a couple questions here. David, being the stud poker champ that he was, must have known that two queens was gonna be pretty unbeatable, very hard to beat. So did he talk her into folding on purpose so she wouldn't win that money? That's a very good question. He had a pretty good hand by the looks of it. And I'm no expert. Yeah, he, right. He had a pretty good hand. Okay. So that's one thing. Secondly, I guess, again, she just kind of talked herself through it. It didn't matter if she won or lost. And, you know, she was walking away with her dignity and all of that. It didn't matter, you know. And then suddenly it's all Addison's fault, you know, and she's all pissed off at him. And I don't know. I don't know how to read all of that. And then the end scene definitely doesn't make any sense to me at all based on this whole conversation they had.
1: Mm, Okay. So she's really angry with him. We don't know his motives. We don't know whether he knew the hand was pretty damn good or, you know, he just, he knew the hand was good. He didn't want her to win. He wanted their life to go back to normal in LA. Who knows? Or maybe you just didn't want to take the chance. That's that's left up in the air. That's out the window. But we're back at Blue Moon and (laughs) Agnes does her thing where she says something moves a step, says something else moves a step, and she does it three times. Oh, is that another telegram from Mr. Addison? Afraid so. From Buenos Aires? Afraid so. Collect? Afraid Mm so. I love the smell of burning bull. What is that? I think she's saying it is a bunch of
0: bull. Oh,
1: okay. Yep. Gotcha. So she tells her to torch
0: the telegram. (laughs) She
1: mentions him running after the plane when they were leaving.
0: (laughs) He was helping the horses. He was running after our plane.
1: Yeah, that's right. Agnes is quite concerned for Mr. Addison, you know, and and, and he's like, well, he's got a system,
0: kind of Zen, kind of mystical.
1: (laughs) I Love it.
0: (laughs) That was funny. And I love that huge lighter that Agnes picks up to, like, torch the...
1: I know. To torch it's, the, the it's the biggest lighter I've ever seen for a little girl.
0: I know, I know, <laughs> I know. You know how clients used to come in and smoke in the office, so Maddie obviously has a, a big lighter, you know, to light people's cigarettes. It's just really funny. Oh, my God. And uh, telling of the times. But, okay, Maddie starts going into, you know, what's, what's with this guy, you know? Just when you start to think that you can give your heart to somebody. She's got like tears in her eyes, Grace. Like what has happened? This can't all be from this poker game that she made the decision to fold. Mm. I mean, the end to me doesn't match like how upset she is, how she has tears in her eyes and like that he stomped on her aorta. What's happened? Well, maybe
1: she thinks that he knew it was the right hand and he didn't want her to win and he did it on
0: purpose. Yeah,
1: That's her thoughts.
0: Yeah, maybe she had more of those thoughts, kind of like we were saying, you know, he's the stud poker expert. He's talked her kind of into folding when he knew that had to be a good hand. So maybe she does feel like he did it on purpose. I guess that's, that's the only thing I can make sense of. Is it worth leaving him behind? Is it worth crying? Is it worth everything? I don't know. I guess so.
1: Yeah, I think in this case, I don't think David could have won either way with her. no. Because from his perspective, if she lost that money, he would have been in deep doo-doo, as he said in gunfight. True. But And if she won the money, then he's in deep doo-doo again because she would have gone back to her life. Not really, but not millions, but she would have had more money than she does now. Yeah. I think in this situation, David really couldn't have done anything right. Yeah, that's true. Even if they had gone through and just kept playing the game and he shut his mouth and she lost her money. She would have still blamed him.
0: I know. Oh, Maddie, you can't win, I guess. Just when you
1: think he's somebody I can trust, I can show him a little piece of my heart. He knocks you down and steps on your aorta. (laughs) It's pretty dramatic. It is dramatic, isn't it? But yeah,
0: you're right. She's got tears coming out of her eyes. She is really upset about this. Yeah. And she's come back without him and I mean, I have every confidence in David Addison to be able to get the money to come back from Buenos Aires, but yeah, so. well, that's my question. Unless yeah. he didn't
1: have the money, why wouldn't you just buy a return ticket?
0: Yeah, maybe he didn't have the money. Well, I guess he didn't know. <laughs> maybe he didn't know how long we were going to be down there. Agnes is
1: so sweet in this. She really is the filling between the two Oreos. You know, she she keeps them both on track and together, and she has a great way of doing it. Are you yeah. going to forgive him? And she goes through who forgave, who America forgave Japan, and she goes into yeah. Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, how Martin forgave yeah. Jerry Lewis. and Britain uh, forgave the colonies.
0: America forgave Japan. Britain forgave the colonies. Martin forgave Lewis. So
1: funny. So, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's so it's good. example, And it's funny, Agnes is actually doing what David would do if he was in that office with Maddie. Using examples
0: yep. to make her make a decision. Yes, that's true. And in the end, he needed $350 to yep. come back. And she said, send him $340. <laughs> mean.
1: Now that's <laughs> mean, Maddie. That's mean. And sure. the final cut yeah. with Agnes. As she says that, send him 340 It cuts to Agnes and her face says it all. It's like, I know you love him.
0: Mm-hmm. i yeah. know <laughs>
1: i know how you feel about each other
0: yes agnes knows
1: she knows them both better than they know themselves isn't that true shauna
0: she does yes she does she is like you said she's the observer she can read right into them
1: yeah that was a nice revealing episode creative way to put comedy on the opening scene maddie and david get close for a little while anyway yeah. And Maddie learns how to play poker.
0: Yeah. And they reveal a little bit more about their feelings. We get a little bit more backstory on Maddie. It's a good episode. Was it a great episode? I think it's an enjoyable episode. Yeah, definitely an enjoyable episode for sure.
1: It's creative. It's a way to get them close. I like the episode. I like the music. I love how they are both presented in this episode. The costume design—they both look amazing.
0: True, especially Sybil. Bruce too. Bruce is a little, go- a little bit goofy in the beginning of Moonlighting, but he gets, especially starting with Dream Sequence. That's where he, to me, is at is getting towards his heightened hotness factor. Yeah. But Sybil, Sybil is beautiful in this episode. He's gorgeous, and he is so <laughs> sexy in that see-through
1: shirt. He can wear that any time. That,
0: that's true. You're right. He is very sexy at the, uh, at the casino in this tux, for sure. Gosh, should we start getting um, Bruce in a tux for a couple episodes here, don't we? Aren't we lucky?
1: I know. Anytime,
0: baby. Anytime. And it was a fun way for Glenn and the writers to get them out of L.A., get them into a different part of the world, experience something different, you know, not your typical case. I mean, what, the case is really Maddie and um, her missing money. So it's not your typical moonlighting, even though there are some, you know, very much staples of the show. We got some door slams. We have them fighting. We've got banter, overlapping dialogue, chasing down the hall and just some really lovely moments between the two of them. So, yeah, I think it's a very solid episode. And there's no case.
1: The first case was last episode, but this episode, she's solving
0: her own case. So Grace, is this episode in your top 10? No, it isn't in my top 10. No, it is not in my top 10 either because it is a good episode, but it's not a go-to episode for me. You know, I wouldn't just throw it on, but I did enjoy watching it this time. And now that we're watching these closer, I feel like I get so much more out of them. I feel like this is one of the times I enjoyed this episode most. Because you're scrutinizing it? Yeah, and understanding more about what's underneath the characters, the dialogue, and what you know what we're finding out about them. I think I appreciated that more this time. It's not in my
1: top 10, but it will probably be in my top 20 if I sat down and worked that out. It's a great episode. I enjoy watching it. I love how they look. I think it's more about how they look in this episode, but I couldn't quite fit it in my top 10. But it's a great yeah. episode nonetheless. Let's look at the stats of Moonlighting so far. This episode had my calculation. I don't know about yours, Shauna, but I had four outfit changes. At the beginning, she's wearing her apricot outfit. Then she wears the cream jacket on the plane. Then she's wearing the evening gown at the casino. And then she's wearing the gray dress at the end.
0: And in the dream where she's confronting Sawyer, is she wearing that same outfit that she was wearing on the plane?
1: Yes, I think or is it's that the same a
0: different?
1: No, I think it's the same jacket.
0: Okay. I guess it would be four. Now,
1: the music featured, we had You Wear It Well by DeBarge from 1985 and Murphy's Law by Al Jarreau from 1984.
0: One other song was
1: The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Which was an absolute perfect match for Agnes. I just love that tune for her. There were no mm-hmm. rhymes from Agnes, no feet out of the elevator mm-hmm. except for Agnes which was from the side and bruce did not sing and this is the first episode that we have our door slams so david slams the front door and then maddie slams the front door so we have two door slams finally that's exciting yes okay shauna how about some moonlight trivia let's do it
0: it's now time for moonlight trivia you can begin shauna Agnes is talking with uh, David in his office. She has two clips in her hair. What color are the clips? (laughs) That was one of my questions. (laughs) I knew it. I was like, oh gosh, this is going to be really hard for Grace and I to not overlap. Because something about, yeah, the scenes, we didn't have a lot of different scenes. We were in the same place a lot of the times. So I think that's why there wouldn't be like a lot of trivia or things to point out. I just it's,
1: couldn't think of any decent questions to ask you. And uh,
0: we're getting really good at guessing what the other, you know, knowing what the other person's going to ask and things like that. Right.
1: <laughs> it did good. Yeah. She had two of those yeah. butterfly clips. They're green, yes. which by the way, did not match any of her outfit. Cause she was wearing sort of pastel pink and gray. It did not match at all. She's so gorgeous. I love
0: her. She's so eclectic, isn't she? Yeah, exactly. She's quirky. That matches Agnes for sure. I just put... uh, (laughs) It was was stupid. Uh, When they were playing poker with Sawyer, there's a shot of the poker table. We see the green felt and cards. What else is on the poker table? Well, there's chips, there's money. Yeah, there's like one item, one item that... Chips, money, cards an item that you wouldn't be using for poker was also on the table. Oh, were there any
1: drinks? No. Because those scenes were really close up.
0: Like you don't see a lot of the room. No, but they did. They had one shot of the poker table and there, there were, you know, things that you would be using to play poker. And there was one item that was out of place. Yeah. Kind of out of place. Yes. For this day and age, maybe not so out of place, but not what you'd use for poker.
1: No, I don't know. No, tell me, tell me.
0: It was a big crystal ashtray, like a big, huge.
1: Can't do that now.
0: I know it would have matched Maddie's lighter. Let's put it that way. Yeah,
1: that's right. (laughs) Except it was in a
0: different country. (laughs) I know exactly. Yes, it would have definitely matched Maddie's lighter. It was, they were both just huge, huge ashtray and a huge, that huge lighter that Agnes had. All right. Last question. Sorry, it's the only things I could really come up with. At the very end, when Maddie is having her tearful scene in the in the last tag, she had flowers behind her. What color are the flowers?
1: Yes, just here next to her head, there's a big yellow one. Yeah, there's A lily or something. I don't know. It could be. I think the others are pink. Is that right?
0: Yeah, a yellow, a pink, and a white. Yeah. My turn.
1: Mine are silly too, so honestly I couldn't think of any, I don't know what it was with this episode that I just, whether there wasn't many props that were distinctive. I know. The plot wasn't complicated, <laughs> so you I couldn't ask you a question about the plot. Yeah, it was interesting. A lot of close-ups. Yeah, a yeah. lot of tight shots. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what
0: is the colour of Charles Pencil? The colour of Charles Pencil. Gosh, I just thought it was like a normal yellow pencil. That's correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yellow.
1: Okay, yellow, good. Okay. What is the colour of the poker table? Green. Nope. Blue. Yes. Sort of like an aqua okay. colour, actually. Yep. When they arrive on the floor where Charles is... Two people are going into the elevator when they're coming out. They come out the elevator with the policeman. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's two people
1: going into the elevator. What is the man
0: holding? Yeah, that's good. Good question. What is a man holding? Let me try to envision the scene. Mm. Well, what would a man be holding? Cigarette. Cigar. No. It's an item. A cane? I don't know. What would a man be holding? A a newspaper. No.
1: (laughs) A hat. No, he's holding a briefcase. Ah, briefcase. Okay. Okay. That's funny. I've got another one, so I'll ask you this one too. Okay. When Agnes gives David the newspaper, he puts it up to read it. Do you know what it says on the paper? It's actually upside down.
0: I did make an attempt to read that, but uh, I didn't catch it. What did it say?
1: So what I had to do, I took a photo of it because it was upside down. Mm -hmm. U.S. satellite will be first to reach a comet.
0: (laughs) U.S. satellite will be first to reach a comet. Okay. I did have one other question that I thought would be a good one. They made it very obvious that Charles had his initials on his shirt. Yeah. So what were his initials?
1: CSH.
0: That's
1: right. So I thought that was a brand of shirt because there's some shirts that have the initial of the brand on it. Mm. So that was his name. That's interesting.
0: I mean, I'm guessing because of Charles.
1: Charles, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing. Because we never actually find out what his name is. It's just Charles.
0: It's now time for
1: Moonlight Mail. All right. We've received several emails from Invariant Perspective. I don't know this person's name, but thank you for your emails. Dear Shauna and Grace, congrats on another amazing podcast for part one of Brother Can You Spare a Blonde, which is my favourite episode. So the dialogue where David says, turns out he's going out with a mole, my interpretation is the word he was using is mole, M-O-L-L, which is slang for a gangster's girlfriend. Not sure where the term comes from, but perhaps it's short for my
0: doll. Hope this makes sense. Thank you. I like it when questions are answered that we weren't sure about when we were discussing them in the in the um, episode.
1: The next one is from the same person. Previewing the second half of Brother Can You Spare a Blonde, I'm sure you're aware of the inside joke when Richie comes up to David in Maddie's living room and says it was like the Twilight Zone, except it wasn't in black and white, especially since you also covered it in Read the Mind See the Movie episode. It turns out that Brother Can You Spare a Blonde first aired three days before the first episode of the Twilight Zone remake, which starred Bruce Willis in the story Shatterday. Day. So the moonlighting TV audience wouldn't have been aware of the inside joke unless they had seen TV ads promoting Shatterday. Day. I find it interesting that Glenn would reference a TV show airing on another network. Also, I have a feeling that the Twilight Zone producers decided to air Shatterday Day first to trade on Bruce Willis's newfound celebrity. Keep up the great work. Thank you. And the next one he sent, he or she, I don't know if it's a he or she. Congrats on a great second half of your podcast for season two, episode one. One quibble I had was that you both thought that David was the older sibling. This would appear to be contradicted by Richard's statement while sitting on Maddie's sofa that I came first. He then went on to say that folks liked me better, implying that he was their parents' favourite, before admitting that their peers favoured David much more, which of course is what matters most to teens. I personally have trouble thinking of David as a younger brother, probably because he has the more receding hairline. Besides Richie's assertion of his parents' preference conflicts from season three, episode one, The Sun Also Rises, in which their father initially picks David as the best man for his wedding, despite Dave ducking in pretty good, in Addison Senior's words, upon his arrival in LA. Looking forward eagerly to your next podcast. Thank you very much, Invariant Perspective, whoever you may be. Yes, we're a bit confused about all that, about who's younger who's older but we love them both so
0: I know I don't know why it's so easy to think of David as the older one but David's the younger one right I always get confused about that yeah I get confused (laughs) about that too (laughs) I don't know why it's so confusing it should just be like really easy you know to know who's older and who's younger but yeah it looks like yeah so it looks like
1: Richie's older and Davey's younger
0: yeah okay so
1: thank you for that clarification and keep sending your emails in please at fans at moonlighting because we really love hearing about all your stories, how you remember moonlighting, where you were when it was on, how you weren't allowed to watch it because you had to do your homework, all that sort of stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. How you taped it and came home from school and watched it the next day and all that. It's fun to hear everybody's stories about, when they originally watched Moonlighting because many of us can relate to all that.
1: And a lot of us had the same experiences, so it's, it's good <clears throat> to see what other people experienced during the, the five years when it was on. Mm. Shauna, I'm just going to show you. Sorry, listeners, you can't see, but um, guess what I found, because we've been doing a lot of decluttering. We've rearranged our garage and all that sort of thing. I've mm. just found a VHS tape of Moonlighting.
0: Mm. You did? Oh, how funny. Yep. I have a lot of those. Yeah, just like that handwritten. Yeah. So you, uh, those are episodes that you taped off the television. That's on right.
1: Yep. With my favorite red texture I used to have for my VHSs. So
0: Aww.
1: I'll put that on the uh, Facebook page. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because I'd love everybody to do that if they've kept their videos. It'd be great if you could put it on the Facebook page and um, take photos of it. I'd like to see what if everybody's kept their moonlighting VHSs.
0: I know. I, well, I think uh, some people haven't and they regret it. I remember I threw mine out years ago because you know what? Sometimes when you move apartments a lot, like I did, it's heavy to carry all of these tapes. You know, it wasn't just tapes back then. It's like them and then your cassette tapes and your... You know, you just had a lot of that kind of stuff to move. And at some point, I i don't know why, I decided I didn't want to bring them from place to place anymore, unfortunately. but I've got to go and connect an old VCR. I'll let you know what episode's on it. Yeah, see if there's any good commercials on there. Yeah, any I was just going
1: to say, the commercials will be funny too, but there'll be products that you guys won't be familiar with, but still. I'd or like or
0: to ads see. for the show. Sometimes they have ads for the show on there or like, you know. Yeah, possibly. The next episode. yeah.
1: So it was wonderful talking to you about Money Talks, Maddie Walks. We're already up to episode three of season two.
0: Amazing. Yeah, that was a great episode to review with you, Grace. And can you believe it, Grace? Next week, one of the greatest moonlighting episodes ever. The dream sequence always rings twice.
1: One of the best. Absolutely. Directed by Peter Werner. Really good episode. Can't wait to talk to you about that one
0: kind of amazing in the life of the series that that's what comes next after Money Talks Maddie Walks. They go right to the dream sequence, which is a huge leap forward for the series, really.
1: Definitely. It's a quantum leap forward in quality of viewing. It's definitely one of the popular episodes of Moonlighting.
0: One of the favorites. All right. Well, I will see you here, Grace. Same time, same channel.
1: Same moon time, same moon channel.
0: Well, until next time. I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna.
1: Thank Thank you for listening listening to Moonlighting the
0: Podcast.